I have, I have a list of people. Did, did you have a list of people when we were playing Rust together of an, anyone who killed you? No. No? That was, was cool. I actually was... like XQC, even though he called me K-pop Andy. <laughs> Hello, everyone. This is Disguised Toast. And today we have the 11th ever offline TV podcast. And I'm joined by a very special guest. Yes. Jay yes. or Ish. Do people ever call you Ish? No. That's just an online thing yeah. that you did for memes? Well, I mean, like, that's what I want it to be called, but like, it feels weird. Why? Call me Ish. Ish. Does it feel right? That, it doesn't sound it like doesn't, a word. Yeah, it doesn't Yeesh. feel right. So it was, it was either Ish or uh -huh. Ish, but. Yeah. So we're joined like, by Jay, our very good friend from Korea. Whoa. K-pop boy band superstar. I'm home, LA. And he's back here in California. I, yeah, I, when I first met you, I didn't know. I thought K-pop people were all like manufactured yeah. in Korea from like a baby age. Oh, they most most of them are. But you. Yeah, there's a, there's very few specific ones that have been uh, brought overseas to be remanufactured and re-brainwashed mm -hmm. <laughs> into the model that you see before you today. And, guy, and where are you on that brainwashing process? I think I've unwashed myself mostly. Yeah. I, you, went, I went soul searching. Got it. And yeah. you came back to California this week to play in that uh, Head in the Clouds, Clouds concert. Yeah. How was that? That was fucking crazy. Dude. There were so many people there. Oh, do you guys curse? Oh, yeah, we curse a lot. But yeah, Head in the Clouds, amazing. Mm. Absolutely amazing. Um, Sean... He's always been a homie. He's always been someone who's like, even before I released anything on my own, mm -hmm. we just linked. We linked on uh, social media, kind of like we did. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Sean just said, yo, I, I dig Day Six's vibe. You guys are like a band. You guys feel like really authentic to me, which we're not, but <laughs> it, was, it was cool. And then Sean's had my back since the beginning and he's always just showed me love for all the projects that they have. And finally it ended up, with me being ahead in the cloud, 6.30 main stage, second day, motherfucking awesome dude. Yeah, so it was this, I went, we went to it and uh, it was this big music festival hosted by like 88 Rising. Yeah. And it was, it was really packed. It was a lot of people. Broden was there. Broden, well, what'd you think? Where's your mic, Broden? He was awesome. My oh, mic's here. Okay. Yeah, I'm here. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, the show was great. It was like, I kind of likened it to like a mini Coachella in a way of like just the vibes were really nice there. Yeah, it just felt like a very like Asian centered, especially because these days there's like a, there's like the movement, right? Mm, the movement. And I just felt like it was uh it was it was a good timing for a festival like that, and it felt really good being able to like represent the minority. <laughs> you know what I mean, like the Asian minority. You know what's funny when you went up stage and you're talking to the audience, you talk to them like you're talking to Twitch chat. That's what you said, huh? Uh huh. Fuck uh -huh. you, dude. Really too, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like it's so casual. It's like, yo, yeah. what up, guys? I, I, I thought you were going to say, hey, can I get a poggers or something <laughs> at some point? But there's yep. some people with like poggers sign, right? Dude, people brought pogos. Pogos. People brought weird eyes. Those are definitely from Dab's chat. <laughs> Look, it was weird because I found myself just instinctively. I don't usually talk like that on stage. Mm -hmm. I'll usually like space it out and be like, this for the effect right and and just like play your cards right because you're performing you're not really like twitch just chatting it's very casual opposed to being on stage but these motherfuckers brought pogos and weird eyes and i was just like i literally said i see weird eyes in the chat <laughs> and i heard that after i like rewatched the film and i was like <laughs> 
Oh shit. <laughs> how much mm. how much improv like improvisation is it when you're performing? Because I always thought like when you're mm. doing concert, you kind of like, I'm gonna sing song A, I'm gonna sing song B, I'm gonna be, and then I'm done. But mm. you were talking about how like there was some issues in the back and you had to like think on the fly about like repeating a song. Oh yeah. I mean technical issues happen all the time. Uh what happened was my sound guys, Steven so good that guy's a legend but um uh my my people were on on good but like i think there was a lot of staff in the back and people were like tra traversing back and forth trying to get gear back and forth and someone kicked one of the wires when i first came out mm -hmm. and the pro tools with all the g -g -g -pat, g -g -g -pat, like all the effects of the 808s and like the the really like hard-hitting drums mm -hmm. it connected straight into my next song and i needed that and someone kicked the wire off my pro tool so it stopped so the band was improving too, halfway through the first song. And I was just like improving too. And then I had to like do the segment where I was like, oh, I don't think you guys had enough energy. I knew they weren't gonna jump. <laughs> Come on, let's, let's be honest, dude. They don't, they don't know who I am. Like I, they're not gonna jump, but I was just like, oh, I, I'm gonna need some more energy than that. And then my Pro Tools guy was like, all right, let's go. And then he played it again. And then we uh, went in. So, I mean, like there's not that much improv usually, but like in situations like that, um, you can't help but improv just just a little bit. Uh -huh. So what have you been doing since uh, coming back? Uh, here. Here. Establishing, asserting dominance. Yeah, in this is like the room. fourth fourth time you've been yeah. in our house. I'm pretty much taking over Lily's other room. Did you tell them about OTB Seventh Member? Yeah. No, no. You want you want to go ahead and tell them? Yeah. So hi guys, I'm OTVJ, also known as uh, DPR Ej, also known as Sentinels Ej, also known as TSM Ej. Uh. If any other orgs want me, I mean. Wow, you're gonna be part of all those orgs. I'm kind of just org hopping. Uh huh. And what just games are you gonna play for them? Among Us. <laughs> are you ready for Among Us too? No, I'm not. No, no. I saw your tweet. Yeah, yeah. It, the one where it says I'm not ready for Among yeah. Us. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not ready yet. Must be burdensome. That's a that's a that's a big Atlas boulder on your shoulders to be carrying around. Yeah, it's a lot of pressure. It's like oh. oh. Among Us, this guy's toast. Yeah. It's like that expectation. Because one of the fun part about Among Us was like, there was no expectation of anyone, right? You, you were just playing a game. Mm. And I was like, oh, I can't wait to see what big brain mm. IQ play toast pulls off. It's right. Like, and it's, it's hard because everyone played Among Us for so much. Yeah. I mean, there's only so many things you can do in Mafia after you've played it for 10,000 hours. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like and, it's all uh, been done. But they expect content from you, brother. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? You said you were going to start streaming in January. You tweeted. I am. I'm looking for a platform to stream on. Oh. Yeah. Like a, you want a huge platform deal kind of deal? I would like, I would like to be able to pay for my next album. Uh-huh. And I would like to put a down payment on my mortgage. And uh, that's all I want. So what if Twitch comes to you and says, yeah, we'll give you the partner agreement. The very standard partner agreement. <sighs> Or do you want something a little I, special? I'm, I'm trying to, I mean, like, I feel like I bring a lot to the table. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Do. Like, I feel like I bring a lot to the table because like Twitch right. is really inclined these days, as you can see, always on the front page. Who is it? Musicians. Right. True. I'm, I was on your stream. I was, I was on head in the clouds. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right, I, I feel, I feel like we could work something out, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but this is like on the download between you and me, right? And all the people watching. Twitch isn't going to watch it. 
Oh, Twitch is gonna watch. Oh, Twitch is gonna watch this. Yeah, hundred percent. Yo, can I get ten mil? <laughs> How much money do you think Twitch streamers make? <laughs> A lot, <laughs> bro. Okay, first of all, let me put it to you like this. I so all I want money for right now. My only plan is I'm coming back to like stream right mm -hmm. and i'm stream because i like to but also my first three months i'm gonna really grind my hours because the goal is to be able to like the house and all that stuff like i i have enough to take care of it right. i just want to make a solid like four or five songs <laughs> but to pay for those four or five songs i need a lot of money right i don't expect a music video I just want enough money to produce the songs and that's why twitch you're gonna help me or youtube that seems like a that seems like a good plan because I know they are investing in music stuff. They wasted a lot of money to try and get musicians to stream, mm. and they would sign on yes, and then just do nothing oh. and collect millions of dollars. Wow! But you wouldn't do that, right? Because you actually play games. Yeah, I mean, you you guys know me. I I streamed on Twitch. I averaged so many hours for free. Yeah, for literally nothing, just because I liked people. And you guys were fucking cool to play with. So it was, it was just like, it was just having a good time. And it was like, it was how I de-stressed after work. Streaming. Yeah. Right. Which I guess doesn't fly with some people. But <laughs> for me, this is stress relief, dude. I just, I just can't do business anymore in my head. You just want to play games with your friends on Twitch streaming. Yeah, it's nice. Like, and then when you're not streaming, I was on my stream ban because I did bad things. Bad Jay. <laughs> but uh, like, um... Rightfully so. I, I, I do agree. I do agree. I am apologetic and I have learned and changed my ways. Those things will never happen again. Uh, but I, uh, I really, really enjoyed my time streaming. And what I saw one clip of you saying, it was so sad too, but it's just usually how you sound, mm -hmm. but it just, it just sounded really sad. You're like, Jay really likes streaming. And I was like, <laughs> those, those me. He just like really knows me, dude. You know yeah. what I mean? But you'll be coming back in January now. Do you know what games you're going to play? Among Us. I'm playing whatever <laughs> you're playing. Dude. I'm following your ass. <laughs> I'm your protege. You realize that, Toast? Uh-huh. I was Toast Jr. You are? Yeah. Because we play the same games? Yes. Well, you did start following me because of Hearthstone, right? Yes, bro. What a throwback. Bro, you know, I made my first Hearthstone video because of you and I had to take it down because of like Blizzard stuff. But anyway, <laughs> um, I was I was always a fan, like for a long time. I was there when you unmasked. You were? Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, because when, yeah, when you first started talking my chat, everyone was like, oh my God. And then like, I, I kind of, you kind of knew everything about like my stuff before I even moved to California. And that's how I knew it's like, oh, wow, this guy's actually been watching my content i'm an actual fan like i, I didn't just come out one day and was like oh i see toast like mm -hmm. yeah yeah like you knew all about the hearthstone you you liked playing hearthstone yeah i did but then it got too expensive because mm -hmm. i had to make a new deck and buy like 300 dollars worth of packs every season and i just got really over that because i had no money yeah uh let's tell the story about how we first met uh you were typing in my twitch chat was I in your Twitch chat? You were in my Twitch okay. chat. Okay. I thought I DM'd you on Twitter. I think I sort of got you were in my Twitch chat first okay. and then the DMs happened. Okay. That makes sense. I actually don't remember too well. Yeah, it was, oh, I, I remembered everything because it was really important to me. 
Shut the fuck up. Well, I guess. No, <laughs> you you, you just reviewed this shit right before <laughs> this. I did not review it. It was like just chatting stream. And you started typing and my friends started freaking out. I was like, oh, that's the real J. I'm like, who? Sorry, I don't listen to music. I apologize. No, you're good, bro. And I wouldn't. And I, I listen to you music. It's like, holy shit, this guy knows who I am. That's a big compliment. And then we, we didn't talk for like a year. Yeah. And then. Well, you ghosted me. Hello everyone, it's me, Sponsor Toast. And today we have partnered with our good friends at Kasori to teach you how to make your very own offline TV hashtag trademark hashtag copy this hashtag YOLO420 swag beef jerk. For those who are just listening in, we have a funny video of Yvonne here trying to make her best offline TV jerky by beef seasoning. Pop them in the dehydrator, dehydrate. Five hours at 165 degrees. Take it out and enjoy. If you don't have a dehydrator or are looking for that perfect culinary gift, check out the ones we have from Kasori. The link is in the description to visit their holiday sale on Amazon. And if you don't have any beef, I don't know, go to your grocery store. Come on, you don't know where to buy beef? For the record, I ghost a lot of people. Yeah, you really do. And you then, and Brandon. And then I message you and say like, hey, sorry, bro. I didn't mean to ghost you. A lot of things came up. But like just two no. years later. <laughs> I heard about this because you were telling people like your K-pop friends that I ghosted you and then I heard through the grapevines that Jay thinks Toast ghosted him so then I sent you a message saying like yo I, bro I, 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 I you know I yeah just, newsflash Toast asshole bro like super <laughs> arrogant doesn't go just goes ghost everybody doesn't respond you know, you know no, it's just, cause you know I, I you know most people wouldn't ghost a famous K-pop singer I wasn't that famous though you are pretty famous okay here's my thing though uh-huh. I think People who know me know me, but people who don't know me don't know me, which sounds really stupid. Like, listen. Yeah, that. I know it sounds dumb as fuck, but listen. Like, uh, I remember uh, YouTubers. They're like Asian creators. Uh, they're pretty popping. They play basketball. It's two of them. I f- can't put my name Is on. this a good story or a bad story? It's a bad story. Okay, and you want to name these two individuals that play basketball? I really do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I knew who you were talking about. Okay, well, there, there were there Are they Asian YouTubers. They're Asian YouTubers, and then they came. Uh, uh-huh. They came to Korea one time. Okay, this is gonna be bad toast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, let's go into it. Okay, so uh, they they hit me through a friend, and then uh, they were like, "Hey, we well, we were looking for people to collaborate with," um, and I was like, "Yo, I'd be down. Would you would you want to collaborate with me?" And that was when I was doing my like my my youtube stuff mm-hmm. and I, I was hitting like a consistent like 300 400k per video i was putting a video out every other week right. on youtube and I, I felt like that was pretty okay that's good their first question to me was what tier would you put yourself in as a k-pop artist uh, a b c or d and i was like uh <laughs> that's where i got the question am i really like because people think you're famous but like where do i really stand on that list mm-hmm. and that's why i segues back to this conversation and i said b Right. And they never hit me back. <laughs> now, do you think that's because you put yourself in B? Because <laughs> you know what happened the next weekend? They were like, do you go clubbing? And I was like, oh, I don't really know clubs. And then they never responded. And they just... They good just, guys, man. Good guys. They just ghosted you. Yeah, good guys. Uh, so do you do you have like a, 
a thing with that? Like, oh, people ghosting you when they feel like you're not famous enough? Oh, uh, nah. I used to have a chip on my shoulder, but I just realized that I'm just being petty. Mm-hmm. I am petty and I'm super bitter about a lot of things, but you can't, you can't live life like that anymore. Like I'm 30 now and it's just too much pain. I don't have the emotional baggage to be able to be like sad about this, angry about this, frustrated about that anymore. Mm-hmm. I kind of just have to like, okay, that's cool. <laughs> but I do have a list of people that I'm going to get back to. <laughs> as soon as January hits, ooh, the tea is going to be boiling. Sorry. You got a list of people? I have, I have a list of people. Did, did you have a list of people when we were playing Rust together of an, anyone who killed you? No. No? I was, was cool. I actually was... like XQC, even though he called me K-pop Andy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's a, I don't know if that's like a, if it's a compliment or if it's a, I don't even know. And he called Timmy Harry Potter because he wore glasses. Yeah. He comes up with names for people. Yeah. And I was like, wow, at least that proves he's not racist. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I was think like, I was like, he's a cool guy. I really like him. Yeah, yeah. I genuinely like XQC. Not because like of the cloud thing, but he just genuinely seems like a fucking entertaining guy. Yeah, he's very entertaining. He's actually pretty nice in person as well. Uh, I think just when as as streamers, you have all your viewers yelling at you and like if he does something nice, they all call him a pussy. So he's like, well, I don't want to be a pussy oh, in front of my viewers. So I'm going to be like aggressive. I want to win kind of deal. Yeah, like that that part of him, like I get because he's from the he's from the competitive scene, right? Yeah. But you're also from the competitive scene. Yeah. I don't see you raging at people. Yeah. I'm I'm from Hearthstone, but I do hate all other Hearthstone streamers. Damn, is that just like a thing? It's it's a competition ego thing. Like when people say like someone else is the best Hearthstone streamer of all time, I'm like, are you kidding me, bro? Do you know <laughs> who I am? <laughs> Do you still have this conversation with people? Uh, not as much as I don't play Hearthstone. But when it was when I was in Hearthstone yeah. and people were like, "Yeah, he's like third best or second best," I'm like, "Shut the fuck up! I'm the best Hearthstone streamer." <laughs> Bitch. Like, Wait, who was in the conversation with you? Like Hearthstone conversation. Like who was one, two, three? I'm not gonna name them. Is it Hafu? Oh, Hafu! Hafu! Is Hafu better than you? At Hearthstone, yeah, I would say she is. Oh. Shahafu is like we're playing uh team fight tactics right now. Yeah. I've been playing for one month. She's been playing for a week and she is like two divisions higher than me. And it's fucking embarrassing. You know what's also crazy? That's crazy. Jummy does nothing but watch Sana fan cams and he's he's number one. Yeah, Jummy uh I've been watching his streams and it's like 80% Sana fan cams from twice right mm-hmm. and then 20 percent team fight tactics you know what he does so i watch his streams regularly right uh-huh. because i've been getting really invested into his journey into k-pop i want to <laughs> guide him to the right right music you know what i mean um his motivation to get through the 20 percent of tft is a chore to him right now because mm-hmm. all he wants to do is watch k-pop right he says no more sana until after after tft tft right yeah i think that's very interesting he was talking a lot of shit yesterday, though. I just, I just gotta. What was he saying? Dude, he was talking a lot of smack, bro. Not about Sana, of course. Uh, about you? Yeah, about me. What's, what did he say? He about told you? me I looked like he was watching my performance. He was analyzing every voice crack, mm-hmm. and then he told me that I looked like I was infinitely tripping on my shoelaces over and over on stage. Were you tripping over your shoelaces? No, no. Why did he think well, that? 
he's an asshole. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Jummy. <laughs> that was funny. I love Jummy. Yeah, you got him. You were the one who got him that uh, autographed uh, album, right? Yeah, because uh, I saw one of his streams right before I came. And then uh, he was watching it and he was like, no ton no life. And I was like, oh, okay. Because I, I like Jummy. Mm-hmm. I've always liked Jummy. So. Yeah. And you just got him like an album autographed by the members of Twice? Yeah, that message is signed by Sana. That's crazy. Yeah. How, how'd, you, how'd you do that? How'd you... so fast. What? Oh, because it's in our company. Because Twice is in our company. Mm-hmm. So if it's within the company, like you can usually just like manager to manager. Like you could be like, because they're always, everyone's always working. Right. So like the manager, like when they're dropping them off or when they're picking them out during schedules, they could just be like, hey, uh, someone requested this, can you do this? And then we're always thankful, you know? Mm-hmm. It's nice to hear someone's a fan of you, you know, specifically. Like, right. yeah. So like you just be like, okay, just do it. Oh, that's very cool. I thought maybe you went up to her like in person. I was like, hey, can you sign this for my friend in America who no. loves you? Okay, I haven't I've... spoken to Tana in seven years. Uh, well, okay. So the do is there, okay, <laughs> I want to ask this. Twitch streamers kind of all know each other, mm. but there's also like some <clears throat> egos. It's like, oh, you're a smaller streamer. Or like, oh, you're a big streamer kind of deal. Yeah. Is that similar to K-pop? Is there like, uh... like you were talking about tears, but like, do the K-popers themselves kind of associate with people in the same tier? Or is everyone like more, hey, you know, let's do stuff together? It's actually a lot more chill than you would think. Mm-hmm. I think people divide not into tier groups or like popularity, but age groups. Okay. So that's usually how they hang out. Like in Korea, like 92 line, 91 line, like 2000s line, which is when you were born. Mm-hmm. They kind of all just congregate together. And then that's the Korean crowd. And then there's the English speakers. Mm. And then we just all just congregate together as one. Got it. Yeah, we are a single entity. Literally everyone that speaks English knows everybody else. That speaks English. Yeah. Or like is like from a foreign country that speaks English. Yeah, because there is a lot of, quite a few K-popers that come from like mm. uh, Australia or like North America or yeah. even Europe, right? And you yeah. guys just kind of all talk English together? Yeah. Oh, we wow. just, uh, you know, like even the parties will be like, all Kyopo, which is like uh, Americans who lived in, or Koreans who lived in America who came to Korea to work. Uh, and then just like English speakers that came from other countries. And then like, I feel like it's kind of almost like different because there's a division because the Koreans kind of just hang out with the Koreans mm-hmm. and the Kyopos kind of just hang out with the Kyopos. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a cultural thing, to be honest. Yeah, it's not like, oh, you're Korean or like, oh, I'm not Korean. It's more like you're used to speaking English, used to more American culture. Yeah. And you just kind of gra- naturally gravitate towards that. Yeah. But, you know, I'm sure. So who who would you say you kind of mostly hang out with from the K-pop scene? Uh, let's see. I used to hang out with a friend named McKay. Mm-hmm. And then I met him on a program. And he was a really good friend until he went to uh, Indonesia. And then I used to hang out with Bernard. I used to play basketball with Bernard all the time. Uh, and then he went, he had his duties. He had to do go to the army and stuff. And then, um, I don't know. Other than that, I haven't really hung out with too many people. I'm kind of a loser. I just stay at home and play games. What's it been like hanging out with like American streamers now? I, I love America. It's, mm-hmm. it's, not just, it's not just you guys, but it's like, you guys are great. And then like... <laughs> Like, this is unforced reaction. I legitimately like a lot of you guys. Most of you guys. Mm-hmm. I will not say all because I'm pretty honest. <laughs> I met some people and I was like, oh, okay. Um, but Wait, who have you met that made you like that? I'm not going to say. 
I'm not gonna say, but it was. I, I'm pretty honest, and I don't want to like you know. What is streamers? Yeah. Oh. I don't want to cause tension, but it's just You're like causing. just some people. Some people were different than mm -hmm. what I expected them to be. Yeah. Then. And some people were like negatively different. Some people were positively different. You were a lot more friendly than I thought you'd be. I thought you'd be a little bit more cold and more calculative, even if like we were friends. What what, what gave you that impression? Because you calculate things in your brain. Yeah. Even when you talk, you talk slowly because you're constantly thinking. You're constantly filtering how to say things. I read somewhere that if you want to sound smart, you talk slow. Yeah. That's yeah. how you filter things. That's why I talk slow. Not because I like talking slow, but I just read somewhere that people like you more. Ah. And that's it. I'm not usually thinking. So it's a choice. It's a choice to talk. Also, I used to like talk really fast and mumble a lot. And people made fun of me in high school. And ever since then, I'm like very slow with my words. Ah, yeah. what a distinguished gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> no, but honestly, it does really give that like intellectual like status bar. You know, like NBA 2K, there's like a Gatorade bottle. If you're tired, like I see, I see the bulb above your head because you talk in that manner. Mm -hmm. So it's working. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. It feels like it at least. I was fooled. <laughs> I was envyful, but I was very surprised. Like you were very, very welcoming. You came out of your room after streaming. I'm, I know you were tired because I know what streaming's like. And you were like, hey, what's up? You sat down, you kicked it with me for like an hour or something like that yeah. before I left. Broden's super nice. Like I, I genuinely like you guys, but America in itself just feels, feels different. Mm -hmm. I remember the last time I came three years ago and I laid down on the beach and I was with my friends and I remember just sitting there and I was thinking it, but I guess I said it out loud. I don't want to leave. And that's genuinely how I feel every time I'm here. So I really just like America. Cause part nice. of it feel like home to you. Cause you were, you did grow up here. I grew up here. It's, it's not that it feels like home. I think it's just like, I have so many memories in Korea. Um, you know, like, during like my training process, pretty much when they train you as a trainee or when they start, they beat your mentality to the ground so that they can mold you better. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like clay. Like everyone starts as like a clay figure and then you kind of grow up molding your own figure, right? Molding your identity. Right. Well, they want to reset that so that you're better sold as a product. So they'll beat you down until you're just clay again. And then they'll mold you and they'll take full control after that. And I went through that. So I feel like that was a little bit traumatizing. And there was never any explanations. Like it's weird because every time there's something that doesn't make sense. And this is something that all Americans that are in Korea say. The phrase that we hate the most. I don't know if you heard this from Alexa. I know she was here. Mm -hmm. We'll be like, well, why? And they'll be like, because it's Korea. And that doesn't make any sense to Americans, right? But now that I understand Korean culture, it totally makes sense. And it's not a negative thing. It's not something like saying like, you're, you're not in your fucking right country to shut the fuck up and do your work. It's not like that. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, like you have to understand that different countries that they're in culture, you're working in Korea now. And it's because Korea, they have to do it this certain way. Mm -hmm. And I understand that now. And I understand that I can't digest that. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm here. Yeah. yeah, in Korea, I know they put a lot of emphasis on like seniority, right? They like, do. If someone's just like a couple of years older, like that makes a big difference. Whereas in like America, I don't think we really ever like use age as any part of a business. Like 
and OTV, the age cap is like between we have like someone who's 25 and someone all the way up to like 32. And it was like, I don't think age is everything, but as I understand yeah. in Korea, it's like if someone's a couple years older or a couple years younger, you have to treat them a little differently because of that. Yeah. Um, I've had a couple of running situations with that too. I mean, usually in the beginning, foreigners get in trouble a lot just because we don't, we don't know how it works. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll just be like, well, we'll go up to like the CEO and be like, yo, what's good brother? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? And they're like, the fuck is this kid? I heard uh, I heard a story of uh, Jackson when he first came. Mm -hmm. uh, JYP is the CEO, or I think he's like the main producer. I don't know if he's CEO. We have a different CEO, mm -hmm. but he's like a co-owner of the company, right? He's a co-founder. And he's like the head honcho. It's almost like the boss, yeah. right? And he has some age on him. And then this 18-year-old kid comes up. He's like, yo, what's up, JYP? And JYP's just like, hi, because he's a nice guy. Yeah. But... I think for the people around them, it was a weird sight. Yeah. And I think that in itself explains culture differences, right? Because Jackson's from like this English speaking place and he just, he's just trying to be friendly and say, what's up? But everyone around him is like, what the fuck is going on? You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like one of those. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure like JYP himself is like, oh, you know, someone's being friendly. But like people around him is like, whoa, you know, can you like probably taking a little back, but everyone's yeah. just trying to be friendly. It's just a culture thing. It really is a culture thing. I don't think it's a negative or positive thing. It's just a culture thing and every country has it. Mm -hmm. Also, I think JYP is cool as fuck. Yeah. I, I really idolize him as not only as a musician, but as a human being. Have you ever met him? Yeah. Oh, and he was like super nice. Yeah. Like he, he's always like, yo, hit me up whenever you want. I called him at like 3am one time and I was like, yo, I'm having a hard time. You know what he said to me? Uh. And that was when like zombie was blowing up and like we were doing really good financially. It was good for the company. He was like, yo, you know what? Jay, your happiness is the most important thing to you. And I was like, how is this man that's supposed to be taking care of the finances of the company mm -hmm. telling me to do what's right for me? And I was like, I fucking respect that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you guys speak in English or Korean? English. Oh, wow. He speaks English? Yeah, he speaks fluent English. All right. He's a really smart guy. So what's uh, what's next for you in terms of K-pop stuff? Uh, I'm trying to get my name. Well, the goal for next year, 22, is to get on the top 30 of Billboard, Billboard Top 100. Okay. And uh, within within two years, I want to be, I want to be like, like next to Justin Bieber, Post Malone, Ariana Grande. I'm reaching high. I'm reaching really high. And I know, I know like none, no Asian has ever done it before. I feel like if anyone catches going to beat me there, but I'm, <laughs> I'm on his ass, dude. I'm on his ass, bro. Yeah. Speaking. Um, so I think one cool goal, you know how Keshi was on the Shang-Chi soundtrack? It's a great segue. <laughs> All right. So here's the plans for Shang-Chi 2. You sing out on soundtrack. And I'll act in it. You really want that, huh? You've really, really been pushing that like I, every podcast. Yeah, every podcast. It's the yeah. Shang-Chi Shang 2 segment. Do we have the jingle yet? Not, not yet. Not, not yet. yet. Yeah, we're okay. working on that. We're, we're going to get a jingle for the Shang-Chi 2 segment. Mm. No updates. Um, okay. I haven't done anything to move myself towards that goal. Uh-huh. But if you get on the album, you have a higher chance to be on the album than I do as an actor on the movie. Did you even try out? No. What? Why no, did you try? You didn't even audition, they, but you they haven't the started filming yet. No, I mean like for Shang-Chi 1. Oh, oh I, I didn't really have aspirations to be uh, in Shang-Chi back then. Well, why do you want to be in Shang-Chi now? 
oh, I saw Shang-Chi one. I was like, damn, this really speaks to me as an Asian. Oh. Right. Mm. So I want to be in it. Okay, so that was a PR reason. What's the real reason you want to be in Shang-Chi? I think, I mean, it's a, it's a Marvel movie and to be part of that. Mm. Like you don't want to play a character that shows up and dies because then you'll never be a big deal afterwards. Right. I want to show up as like a character that ha- appears for five seconds, but it's like, oh, I wonder who that guy is. And then five years after that, when I'm like 38, yeah. I get my own movie. Ah, uh, the and critical be- role. Yeah, exactly. The predecessor. Okay. You take that role, I'll take the five seconds that has no impact, uh-huh. but still gets FaceTime. I'll take that and then you can do the other one. No, 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 you're, you're gonna be on the album. Well, you just become, you just release some really good music over the next two years and they'll definitely hit you up. Cause it's like, yo, we need more Asian singers on this album. Yo. There's, there's not that much Asian singers. Yeah, I aspire, I aspire to be the best version of myself. Mm-hmm. I don't know how high it's gonna get me, but I'm on Keshi's ass, dude. I'm on his ass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm sure stream will help because Keshi, Keshi doesn't really stream. Oh, yeah, of course. But you know, Keshi's like a hardcore gamer. Is he? He's like a Tarkov gamer. Yeah, you play Tarkov a lot. You, I quit. You play with him? That game is Forsaken. Why? Uh, Nikita Forsake it. Forsook it. Forsook it. Forsook? Forsook. I don't know. That game is Forsaken. And I will, I will wholeheartedly say that with my chest. Why? Uh, what happened? I don't think the developers care. Oh. Yeah, it's very unfortunate because the game's great. It's a great idea. I love the game. Forsook. Forsook. It's Forsook? Yeah. I've never heard that in my life, dude. <laughs> That's some SAT shit I'm never going to use again. But uh, I just, the game is so great. There's so many content creators that are good at the game and love the game, but it's, uh, it's literally just unplayable. It seems like a game you will like because you like griefing people is what yeah. I realize. Because you can take everything they own and they work for. Yeah, you, you enjoy that, don't you? I do. I'm a very <laughs> cynical person. So every game I play, I don't play single player games because I don't find satisfaction in it. I need to be better than someone else. Yeah, you go to a multiplayer and you just like stalk people and kill them and take all the stuff they've been working for for the last hour. Yeah. I think you're talking about me when I got hit with the, with the asteroid. Oh, in Minecraft? Yeah, in yeah, the time that Sakuno killed me for no reason, just out in the open. You remember this. Out in the things. wild. On my roof, yes. Yeah. I remember this. Yeah, yeah, you remember? Yeah, I have a list. Remember, remember guys? And the, the, I have a list. <laughs> and the asteroids on there. Oh, yeah, the asteroid. I'm beating the asteroid's ass. <laughs> for sure. Sakuno killed me. Uh, Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll see Sakuno. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah it's, it was the same in Rust. You just seem like... You really enjoy like those hardcore okay, okay, games. Okay, okay, okay. Let's let's talk about Rust real quick. I felt bad at that point. I didn't even know what griefing was. I didn't know what that <laughs> meant. I didn't know what uh, RDM, random death match. Uh-huh. That's the term, right? Right. I didn't even know what that was. I just thought everyone was fucking around, having a good time. I shot a rocket. <laughs> I am sorry. I I legitimately apologize if I told to people. I felt really fucking bad. So what the situation was, was we were breaking XQC out of jail. Mm-hmm. Saikuno was yelling through the closed door, Jay, Jay, oh my Jesus, bring, bring the explosives. And I borrowed all the explosives, I busted open the door. We got XQC out. XQC ended up taking over the base. Mm-hmm. And at the end of all that, I had one rocket left. So I was like, fuck it. And there was a <laughs> bunch of people seeing in the middle. I was just like, all right. And I just shot it. And I laughed and I logged off. 
I didn't think much of it. Right. I was like, that was great. Log out. And then all of a sudden on LSF, which I found for the first time that day through mm -hmm. Twitter, they were like, this guy is a fucking bitch, <laughs> asshole motherfucker. And I was like, wait, what did I do? <laughs> and it turns out I was an asshole. And I didn't know that, but now I do. So I'm not doing it anymore. Honestly, with LSF, it's pretty much like when you do something one of the streamers, favorite streamers don't like, they kind of like talk shit. But then after one week, they just forget about it. Really? Because they didn't really say anything when I owned XQC in his group with Timmy. 2v6 for like an hour. <laughs> well, they, they don't like, uh, they don't like, they don't talk about stuff that makes their stream look bad. They were pretty mad. It was fun. Yeah. Good times. Good times, right? Good times. All right. Next up we have, do you know we do viewer questions here? Oh. That's one of our segments on the podcast. I don't think I've watched any of the podcasts all the way through. Great. Thanks for that. I of appreciate course. that. I just did Thank my like so studying. Yeah. Thank you so much for saying that. Of course. Of course. <laughs> Well, we got two questions this week. LionBlaze77, have you ever lost passion for the activities you do in a day-to-day -day life? And how do you find that passion again? Lately, I've been struggling with passion and I'm curious about your thoughts. Mm. You ever lose passion for something because you do it so much? Yeah. Like what? Performing. You can you lose passion for that? Yep. But I thought perform, like performing like on stage or just performing in general? Uh, performing on stage with my group. Uh, it was burdensome because it was like a lot of it a lot of traveling a mm -mm, lot of none of that it was just the fact that i had to perform with the team mm -hmm. and i had to be on timing because a band if one instrument goes out right everyone's fucked mm -hmm. i'm lead guitar so i'm hitting all the if i go out we're all fucked because mm -hmm. the whole auditorium is going to hear it that was very burdensome that's why I felt so free on stage ahead in the clouds. Cause all I was doing was, ah, mm -hmm. ah, just the whole time. Like it just felt so good and freeing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How much of it was your responsibility? Like when it came to the instruments, like were you responsible? Yeah. All of like, yeah, you don't all have of like it. people helping you or like following you around doing all this. Stuff? Oh yeah. Of course we have, we have texts that are like, press the uh the switchboards for us right because usually when you press get when you play guitar you have like effectors right yeah and they're like little pedal boards and we do them analog so analog means like they're like wired it's not electronic because people have like it's hard to explain basically what you have to do as a guitarist is play ddr while you're doing guitar mm -hmm. and i'm kind of singing at the same time and i did that for a year and i was losing my mind because i was like I became a zombie like while like doing DDR right trying to switch and switch off like three different factors at once and we couldn't do that anymore so we eventually ended up hiring tech mm -hmm. to help us and that made things a lot easier for sure yeah. but still burdensome like it's it's hard it's hard to sing like on upbeat when you're playing on downbeat and then like you're trying to run a line and a lick while you're singing and it's just like I don't, I didn't want to let the boys down, you know, because yeah. they're the boys. Mm -hmm. Like everyone works their ass off to get there and you don't want to be the one that's fucking it up for everybody. So that was a huge burden. Yeah. It sounds very stressful. Yeah. To like have to do both at the same time and have like so many people rely on you for not screwing up because then you affect the whole thing. Right. Yeah. And like, I, I think that was, that was a little bit of a stress thing for sure. Mm -hmm. And the clouds, I fucked up a lot. 
But I was just like, this is me. I don't care. <laughs> I'm, I'm stupid. Who cares? Like, you know what I mean? It's just like one of those. Uh, so you kind of found like more passion in doing stuff like that now. I wouldn't say I found more passion. I think I became relaxed enough to feel the passion again. It's mm -hmm. always been there, but it just kind of went cold for a while. Yeah. Surprise, it's me, Sponsor Toast. Here to tell you that Kasori has a great variety of quality household appliances that we use here at Offline TV. This time we'll be using their air fryer to share how we reheat and revive some old french fries to be as fresh as they were when I first got them. Find some old french fries, put them in the air fryer, heat it up. Six minutes at 350 degrees should do. Enjoy. Now if you don't have an air fryer, you can check out the description for the Kasori one we use. Super helpful for reheating any leftover food and is also on sale. All right then, back to the podcast. Uh, I think I'm similar with like streaming games. At the very beginning, it's like, it's really cool. Yeah. It's like, oh my God, like people are watching me perform and I'm just playing a game and this is awesome. And then after a while, it's like, people expect you to stream every single day on time for like five hours playing a very peculiar game. It's like, oh, what if I want to play on League of Legends? They're like, no. We want Hearthstone. And if you play League, I'm going to leave. And then you watch your viewership go down to like 10% of what it should be. And it's like, huh. really? Yeah, it's like, I'm not, this, this is, this feels so bad. Right. And at some point you just kind of, either you just lose passion for it and you keep streaming Hearthstone to maintain your relevancy, or you just say, fuck it. I don't care about my viewer count. I'm just going to yeah. do what makes me happy. But then the viewer count is so low that you can't be happy. So you just mm. go back to playing Hearthstone for a while. I'm going to say this. I can't imagine the stress that you guys have as professional streamers with the viewer count. Cause I wasn't even making money and I was getting stressed out with the viewer count and it had no relevance to anything mm -hmm. in my life. So I can't imagine how stressful it is that seeing that number drop in your mind, you're equating, Oh, my income's dropping. <laughs> that must be fucking stressful, dude. Yeah, uh, some streamers leave their viewer count off because of that, but a lot of them leave it on to like try and figure out what's going wrong. It's like, oh, my viewer is dropping. Am I not playing the right game? Am I not being funny enough? I used mm. to have it on, but every time it would go down by like a thousand, I yeah. just start getting in my own head. It's like, I need to be funnier. I need to say louder things or do something. Yeah. But that kind of makes things worse. Can then you stop being like genuine. You're kind of like forcing things yeah. and then more people leave. And it's like this really negative spiral. Um, but some people, sometimes people just aren't like, sometimes it's just a down day. Right. Yeah. And not a lot of people are watching, but no, it's, uh, it's definitely stressful. Uh, and, uh, especially if you're like a, mid-sized streamer you're trying to grind it out yeah but it's just not working as a big streamer you can kind of do whatever you want and people will watch but uh yeah it's uh it's tough but, but like even big streamers though i'm imagining like they must be stressed out too because like on their big days because they're bigger right so they yeah. have a larger scale to go by sample size yeah on their off days they must go from like 30 to like 15k how would yeah. you feel <laughs> 
Yeah. Plus 15,000 viewers, dude. Yeah, we don't really think about it, but to a lot of people, 15,000 is still like so much. But for the big streamer, it's, it's like half. half of it. Yeah. Like we don't really think, oh, he has half viewership. It's like, oh, wow, 15K. But as the big streamer, it's like, I just lost half my viewers. And you I'm, lose your mind. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, do I need to go back to playing the game I was playing? What What was I doing that was getting 30,000 viewers? Do I need to do big collabs? And it's this constant environment and culture of like, big collapse, like big lobbies. And that's why I kind of shy away from Among Us these days. Cause mm. like with Among Us, a lot of people feel like to make it pop in, you have to invite big streamers, famous celebrities. Yeah, and It's just a lot of pressure cause people expect each lobby to be such bangers and it's kind of forcing people to behave a certain way. And yeah, that kind of drove, drove me away from um, playing the games. Like it wasn't the game that it was when we first started playing. Yeah. Where it's just like, hey, let's just have fun with friends. Like when you joined, that was still really chill. Yeah, it was like just fun lobbies with random new people every time. Yeah. And then like we did that thing where you like intro yourself in front of everyone and we just had a good time. (laughs) But nowadays, like the lobbies are so (laughs) different. Are they like sweatier or like what's the difference? Um, No, they're not. uh, I would say the opposite because everyone Mm. plays the game at such a high level now that it's hard to sweat. And it's mostly just people trying to make content. I was like trolling around. A lot of trolling around. Because um, it's just hard to play the game like at a higher level now because everyone's at that level. So you just go, you go to trolling. Yeah. But then that kind of ruins the game of Among Us. Yeah. Like cause... Mafia. Because like the whole point is that everyone's playing their best. But when like good guys are acting like <clears throat> bad guys, bad guys are acting like good guys, things just, it's not really about the game. It's more about the content. Mm. And for someone like me, it's like, I just like winning at games. I like being yeah. competitive, but it just doesn't feel that way these days. What else? Might play again. Among Us? Among Us. I thought you weren't ready. Yeah, like in one year. Uh, it might be a little late on the, on the hype. Isn't it coming out like soon? Like really soon? Yeah, it's, it's a new update today. It just got released. Oh. But maybe next year they'll have a bigger update. Interesting. Yeah. Wow, that's that's really interesting that you don't want to jump onto that right now. Yeah. Is it because you're comfortable? Like you feel like you're good right now? You're just chilling? Yeah, yeah. Um, I like playing games because I'm passionate about it. And when people ask me for Among Us, I wouldn't be playing for the game. I'd be playing to make people happy. Oh, yeah. And because of that, I, like Pokey and Ray asked me to play tomorrow. And I said, mm. love you guys, but I can't do it. Because mm. it would just be me kind of putting on like clown makeup and like yeah. tap dancing on the stage kind of deals. Yeah, like yeah, I'm this yeah, guy's yeah. toast and I have a big IQ. I wouldn't be like, oh, I'm actually interested in figuring out who is the imposter. Uh, It'll be really like playing it ironically. Yeah. And I, I don't want to do that. So I see. So what's going to change between now and January that you're, you feel like you'll be ready then? Uh, I think I would play late 2022. Oh, wow. Like a full year, you mean? Yeah, like a full year. Oh, okay. I, I could see how things would change and how you would cool off. Yeah. I feel like you're overheated. Yeah. And I think the- playing now would just like slow down the overheating process, the yeah. cooling down process. And don't want to do that. Uh, so how just- long did you play for? <laughs> First game of Among Us was in August. Mm-hmm. I think I stopped around June. So like 10, wow. 10 months. How many videos? You did a video every day? 
every months. day. So I think I upload two, 200 videos. Holy fuck. Every single day of Among Us. Every. You know how many games of Among Us that is? Because each video yeah. has like four games and those are the good games. There's like even more of just regular games. And I, I was able to do it because it was fun. But I remember like I was playing with Hafu in the morning. Yeah. And halfway through, I'm like, this is not enjoyable. I am yeah. not having a good time at all. All I think yeah. about is like, I need to make content for my YouTube video. Yeah. It's, and, it's literally a nine to five. Yeah. It's like, I need to do something funny. I need to do something smart. And like, I was yeah. writing down all the good games for my editor. And like, I just realized that like, if I don't get a good game, I'm not having fun at all. Dude, that is actually crazy. Cause like a lot of people, I know you guys talk about this a lot, but a lot of people are like up and coming content creators yeah. and you guys say, don't, you're going to lose your mind. Right. Yeah. That's the common, I feel like that's a common like stipulation within the industry, but would I be right to say like, just from hearing these kinds of experiences from everybody, if you sat down, played a game for 10 months and released a YouTube video every day on that one game, you would probably make yourself known in that in that scene. Yeah. That's the formula. <laughs> Try it. See if you don't lose your mind. I bet you, you will. Yeah. Like I think with any game, you burn out that fast. Honestly, people expect it amongst the last two months with how much we're playing. Yeah. But it was like a lot. The problem, not the problem, but like the good and bad thing was it's because the viewers wanted it. It's right. Mm. Everyone's telling you play more, play more. We love it. And the viewer count for it is like, oh my God, it's going up. It's going, I'm getting 2 million views a day. Holy shit. This is incredible. Right. Yeah. So you're like, oh, I love Among Us. I love Among Us. And then as your passion for it fades, understandably, when you play yeah. like six hours every single day. <laughs> it's literally a nine to five. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> it's like, do I love Among Us or do I like the viewership for it yeah and eventually just reaches the point where you're like okay enough is enough i'm happy with what i did but i can't keep doing it i'm losing yeah. my passion so yeah it'll happen with any game and it lasts a lot longer than i expected i i feel like people don't give you guys enough credit like professional streamers it may seem like, oh, it's a dream job or whatever to like kids. Like, you know, like kids these days, they don't say like teacher or like president anymore. They say streamer, mm -hmm. singer. Yo, I, streamers, streamers live a hard life, man. <laughs> it's a hard knock life. Getting there and then staying there is another story in itself. Yeah. You see a lot of streamers go through like ups and downs. They yeah. Go from like the top to like no viewership. And sometimes they just never recover and they just don't become relevant ever again. Dude, that must be like the worst mental thing that you could do, put yourself through. Yeah. Like mentally. It must be so draining. Cause like one day, like you said, you're at the top. Everyone loves you. You're all over LSF. Everyone thinks you're the most hilarious thing, like, like on the planet. And then the next day, who? Omega <laughs> Like. Yeah. And your real counter is just like, this is your value your value is boiled down to this number. And like when it goes up, it's like, oh, I'm worth a lot. And when it goes down, it's like, I'm a piece of garbage and I don't deserve happiness, right? God <laughs> damn, that sucks, bro. That's, that's, you just got to respect content creators, man. Cause that's a different kind of grind. That's a mental grind that not a lot of people can handle. Well, you're, you're going to find out in January when you start streaming. I'm only going to do it for three months, dude. I'm <laughs> three months and you're out? Well, three months and I'll do it on and off just cause I like streaming, but I'm, I'm going to stream 
And I literally told everyone that is talking to me about like, like orgs or like um, platforms. Like I'm, I told them I'm streaming and I'm going to make this very apparent to generate revenue for an album because I'm broke <laughs> and that's it. And then I'll stream for fun. Like I did before. Right. Some days I'll stream six hours. Some days I won't stream, you know, it'll just be for fun. Looking forward to it. I am too. Dude. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to play though. Probably just play some Valo or something. June said he's better than me at Valo. I don't think so. You shut, don't. shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> shut the, don't say it. I know, I know it's not. <laughs> don't say it. Just don't say it. <laughs> Let me have this. Well, we'll find out in January. Yeah. 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 So to answer your question, um, Man, no, that's that's a hard question, bro. <laughs> what was the question? The passion thing. How do you recapture your oh, own passion? Oh, yeah. That's a hard one. This chair is mighty comfortable, by the way. Uh, Maybe that's the trick, yeah. Get a comfortable <laughs> chair. It's, this is, no, because you know like how racing chairs are usually like pretty shitty? Mm -hmm. I, I just assumed. I just thought people had it because like they had to, they were just breaking their backs for it, but my back feel is phenomenal right now. Yeah, this one's a little soft in the back. Most like... Yeah. Most like gamer chairs are hard for some yeah. reason. Like Ooh. when you lean back, it's like, oh God, it hurts. Yeah. But these are, yeah, these are softer. What do you call it? Sacred Lab. Hit me up. Yeah. Have you been canceled yet? Uh, a little bit, but mm. luckily like me, since like, I don't really have anything. Like I don't have sponsors. I don't have like people that, I'm responsible for, I can just say like, bro, you guys are overreacting. It's not that big of a deal. Mm. Like if anyone was hurt, sorry, but don't try and make something that's a bigger deal than it needs to be. Right. It doesn't get to you though. Um, a little bit. I'm just more like, is this really the biggest issue that's going on in your life right now? Because uh, the thing they tried to cancel me for was, in my opinion, not very offensive. And even me saying this are going to piss people off. It's like, how dare you say that? I thought you learned your lesson. Like, yeah. we need to educate you again. Also, I hate the word educate now. Explain. Because when Twitter tries to cancel you, oh yeah, yeah, they'll they say... We just want him to be educated. No, they're, they're flaming you. <laughs> yeah, it's like, there's no shot. Are you a teacher? Like, like education is so condescending, in my opinion, yeah. when it's like someone who's a teenager. Yeah. Like, it's not just an age thing. Like, I can learn things from people younger than me. But when a teenager comes up to you on like Twitter of all yeah. places, like, hey, big famous streamer. I'm here to educate you on a topic that you, you're not aware of. Unprompted. Yeah. And they expect me to just sit there. It's like, hey, yes, go ahead. Tell me everything that I don't know. I would love to hear it. It's just like, no one's going to have a positive response to that. And I'm a pretty yeah. open-minded person. Like when someone says, hey, I just want to know, like you said thing, this thing that hurt my feelings. Like, I can appreciate that. It's like, yeah, I'm really sorry about that. But when you open up, it's like, hey, you need an education and I'm here to educate you, then it's like, I don't like, I see where that. you're coming from. Yeah. It's, I, I understand where you're saying it's condescending. Yeah. Um, and I could see it that way too, but maybe I'm just like still too, a little like in the K-pop mindset of like, I'm trash and I don't know anything yet. Mm -hmm. So 
I actually kind of appreciate it when people let me know. Um, I don't appreciate the cancellations. <laughs> I appreciate the people who genuinely come and they're like, hey, really big fan, love your music. Um, but you know, I have I have this and this, and I just I just wanted you to know that this made me feel a certain way. Yeah. That that makes me feel really bad. And I genuinely want to learn mm-hmm. and I dig into it. And that's cool for me. But yeah, I think you're right. Most people that come to Twitter, um, there's a really there was a really, really interesting comment under a Twitter post. I'm a fan of your age. Do you know your age? No. He's a he's a really funny YouTuber slash like react reacting like Twitch streamer. Okay. And a comment under one of his one of his tweets was Twitter people aren't real. And I thought that was very eye-opening. And it made me really, really like delve into it and think about it. And I realized that Twitter is the manifestation of who they want to be in real life. Mm-hmm. And they want to be explosive and, and talkative and have an impact. And that's where they redirect all their negative energy to. And after realizing that, it was hard to take Twitter seriously anymore. Mm-hmm. Unless there was like an actual topic in which like I fucked up. Then I'd be like, oh shit, like I fucked up. Yeah. I but I read that and then that actually calmed my mind a lot. Because I was like, damn, you're right. These people would never do this in real life. Yeah. They would never be able to say this in real life because you know what? They're not Jesus. They wrong too. They like, they do, they, these are wrong. Yeah. It's such a weird thing that they will go on a social media platform to just yell at the world. It's like, this thing made me unhappy and I need everyone to know. And like, everyone needs to like work around me kind of deal. Yeah. And it's like, you're not that important, but you want to feel important. You want to feel like you're making an impact on someone famous to yeah. feel like you're important. Yeah. Like the best feedback I always get is similar to you where someone just tells me, Hey, you know, you said this thing and it was like, made me feel bad because of this, then this reason, like yeah. just an email. It's like, yo, you know, I can take that feedback and yeah. I'm like, okay, I'll try and voice stuff like that in the future. Thanks for, for telling me. When, but when it's on Twitter, sometimes it does feel like people just want to be angry about just something. Just want to roast you, dude. Yeah. But they will always say, oh, it's because we want you to be educated. We just want you to be better. It's like, if you really want that, then you can just tell me in a constructive manner. If you just yeah. come off the gate saying like, you're sexist, you're racist. It's like, then we can't have a conversation. Oh, if K-pop kids don't like you, you automatically become a misogynist, racist, sexist, everything you can think of. Yeah, but it's like it's that's automatic. Not, that's not a great way to actually try and get someone to learn or change, right? Oh, they don't want you. Yeah, well, they, I, I guess we're <laughs> past that point. But yeah, it's like yeah. they don't, they don't, they don't, they don't care if you learn. Yeah, not yeah. On Twitter, it's like they don't really want that. They just want to feel kind of this moral superior. And Twitter is such a big place, right? Filled with different yeah. people. Like we only talk about the toxic ones, and then when you call them out, the toxic ones kind of hide within like the bigger like stand culture and say oh look he's he's a he's being like difficult and like aggressive kind of deal because there are like pretty nice people on twitter too like yeah. su- supportive fans like I we see them come out community yeah your twitter community is so nice like every time you tweet yeah. about something like they're all like we amazing love you and like yeah. always super supportive and you know what i get a lot though like sometimes i'll call someone out mm-hmm. and then they'll be like they'll they'll be backlash like oh he just he just told all his fans to attack a minor. And I'm like, first of all, I didn't know she was a minor. I'm sorry. I wouldn't have done that if she was a minor. I didn't want her to be attacked. 
I don't ask for anyone to be attacked. And I say explicitly the opposite of that. Don't attack anybody. And they're like, oh, but like you have a platform and you have power and you should know. And I'm like, dude, you're not going to like do say offensive things towards other people that I care about and and just not hear anything from me. They try to cancel me for being friends with you. They try to cancel oh, really? me for being friends with Ray. Was this recent or like? No, this was back in the day when we first like started. Uh... I told them, stop. Especially with Ray's. I remember Ray's. Ray's came up and like my Korean and American fans were like very upset with her because they thought the Twitch thing was a bad influence on me and that I was turning into edgy e-boy. <laughs> How am I e-boy, dude? I just, I sit at home and play games. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they were very upset with her. And I was like, yo, don't attack my friends. And they got pissed, bro. Mm -hmm. They were so mad. But I don't know where I was going with this. But yeah, that was but yeah I mean, that's kind of just Twitter culture and it's slowly kind of like moving to American culture with the Minecraft YouTubers. Mm. It's there are some parallels between like K-pop fans and like Minecraft fans that people say there are these days where they're just mm. really passionate about the content creators. Interesting. So it's been it's been definitely interesting to see as someone who's been on here for five years streaming to see like K-pop fandom style of like passion is the yeah. word I would use for streamers now. Yeah. And I, I think, I think overall in the general, like general gist of things, that's good for the stand culture to become like that for you guys. Cause K-pop stands, if Twitch stands ever become like K-pop stands, mm. K-pop stands are ride or die. Mm-hmm. The problem is the haters are right or die too. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's where the problem lies. But your your fans will be there for you no matter what. They'll have your back. Yeah. As long as as long as you're not like a clear asshole. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I respect I respect people that you know fuck with K-pop because of that. Yeah. Because it's not easy. It's not easy to publicly like K-pop. You know what I mean? Yeah. But they do it because they're passionate about it. Fuck yeah. Yeah. When we talk about the negatives, it's usually like that ten percent of like toxicity that just really wants to yell yeah but in the greater like scheme of things 90 percent of the fans are super supportive and like just love content will always support you right dude and they are everything like i would be nowhere like we wouldn't have even be here today if i didn't have my fans because i think we were talking or something and then my fans eventually just kept reaching out to you probably they probably kept mentioning you mm -hmm. and then you were like oh and then you probably like took notice of something. I don't yeah. know how exactly it happened, but that's how it happens for a lot of artists with me. Yeah. And like my fans will almost like promote me to other artists and then I get linked with them. So like I owe my fans a lot. Yeah. It's really helpful when the fans make that introduction because yeah. like doing it yourself, it's kind of like awkward and kind of yeah. hard. It's like you don't want to just hit someone up, but you do like, like your stuff, right? But having the fans is like, oh, he talked about you and you talked about him. It's like, you know, why yeah, not, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So yeah. It just makes more sense, right? Shout out to all the nice fans out there. All right. Shout out. Second, last question. Super PAC says, a couple of weeks ago, I turned down a newer friend and reached out to try and check the temperature of our friendship. I turned a newer friend down. They informed me that they had no interest in being friends. Oh, it's like a friend zone kind of question. Wait, I don't get it. So someone made a friend and that oh. friend asked them out. Oh, okay, okay, okay. They informed me they had no interest in being friends. 
and were only interested in a relationship with me. I don't know what to say. Should I be upset with that logic? Uh, I like being around this person, but I'm just not romantically interested. That's you, a hard one. Yeah. Is it? Now, when you ask, should I be upset? Well, you should feel whatever you're feeling. Yeah, you're allowed to feel your emotions, but... But... <laughs> He also has a, oh, she, they didn't specify gender, but that person also has the right to like not want to be friends, right? Because yeah. some people are just looking for a relationship and being friends with you while not being in a relationship with you can be difficult as well because they like you, but they can't be with you, but they have to be around you and might suck for them. Yeah. So if you're upset, you should feel upset. Um, but I think a lot of, problems arise the whole friend zone problem arise because of this where right. like one person's interested but the other mm -hmm. person's not and i think this person's just want to hey i don't want to be in the friend zone i like you can we date and if not totally cool i'm gonna go though yeah yeah you ever been in the friend zone jay uh i probably have probably have there have been many ventures into the world of love that have failed uh-huh but uh, I probably have. I can't remember any off the top of my head. But I do agree that. That's what's so interesting. I feel like I, as I'm growing older, I learned that everyone has the right to feel the way they want. Even though logically my brain is telling me you shouldn't and there's a right side to it. In human interaction, there isn't. Yeah. You just, you just feel what you feel because that's what you are. You're human. Everyone's different. So, I mean, I guess you could be pissed that he doesn't want to be friends or whatever. But I guess it's within his rights because he's respecting your privacy as well by saying hey if not i'll back off it's cool mm -hmm. but i mean like imagine if you got heartbroken by someone that you've liked for a little bit you wouldn't want to see them every day yeah you wouldn't want to text them there's no shot yeah yeah so i guess just flip the shoes yeah and honestly it sounds like if you guys were friends this person is just gonna try and make things happen again that probably yeah. be uncomfortable as well yeah uh, no i could see that that's a good point it's definitely better to set boundaries first. And if you don't want to date him, tell him, hey, I don't want to date. I'm sorry. I would love to be your friend. And it's up to him to decide whether or not it's worth it, right? Yeah. But it's always not a great idea to be good friends with someone who wants a relationship while you don't. I think that just creates a lot of potential resentment. Yeah. And like a lot of angst that just sits down and like, no one could really say anything because it's kind of petty yeah. to say anything. It's just not a good scenario, I feel like, probably. Unfortunate, super unfortunate. Yeah, shitty situation. One yeah. si a situation that I'm sure a lot of people go through. And it's, it's hard. Well, that's uh, the viewer questions for the day. Remember, you can leave all these questions in the Offline TV subreddit. We have a weekly thread. You ever check out subreddit? You use Reddit. Oh, a little bit. Okay. You ever pop by our subreddit? No, I just check my name to see if I've done anything wrong the day of. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty anxiety inducing. But it's also nice to have a place. It's like, if I fuck up, I'm going to find out through the Reddit somehow. I really wish it didn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's going to do it for today. Thank you all so much for watching. And thank you, Jay. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. This was, that, was, that was a good conversation. Felt like, it felt like 10 minutes with you. Damn. Coming on to me, bro? 
We'll be back next week with uh, a new guest. Uh, thank you all so much for watching and we'll see you guys next time. And you can find Jay on Twitch Yeah, in, in a Twitch. couple of months. Yeah. Is it just Ej? Yeah, what's the classic music? Yeah, EAJ Park official at Twitch. Was EAJ Park taken? Yeah. <laughs> would you want that if you could? I, I I would, but I don't think I'm gonna get it. Oh, don't worry. I'm Someone sure, has it. I'm sure we can, we can we can we can ask some questions oh, yeah? on Twitch. Yeah, yeah, we got we know people, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye bye. bye.